This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Thursday, May 6, 2010. Um, last night's Ultimate Fighter uh, was the sixth episode of the season. Uh, got another quarterfinal bout out of the way as Nick Ring picked up a unanimous decision victory over Court McGee. Um, it was uh, a, another decent fight for the quarterfinal round. A uh, bit of a controversial decision as uh, uh, it could have been given a, a third round with Court seemingly winning the second, but um, Ring picks up the decision. We had the uh, uh, traditional coaches challenge on this uh, episode this week with uh, a, a little game of dodgeball between the coaching staff uh, of uh, Team Liddell and Team Punishment. Um, Liddell's team took it three games to none, uh, and so uh, Chuck went home with an extra ten grand in cash, along with an extra grand for all of the uh, guys on his team. Um, it's another entertaining episode, and they held strong in the ratings. Dipped a little bit from last week, down to 1.7 million viewers overall, uh, but they're still up significantly in multiple uh, demographics over uh, The Ultimate Fighter Season 9 from this time last year. So um, they're doing well with that. Um, some Strike Force news Chris Cyborg Santos, um, she is moving to the June 26th Fedor vs. Verdum event. Uh, she was originally rumored to take uh, to fight on the Strike Force Los Angeles event on June 16th, uh, and Scott Coker um, told MMA Junkie that they're going to move her back uh, to that so that they'll have the number one male and female fighters um, in the world fighting on this card on Showtime, which I think is a good idea because uh, it really doesn't matter who they match up against her right now because uh, there are no other major women stars that uh, are, are going to draw a whole lot of interest. Um, she's got to be the draw herself, and to get her on the same card as Fedor is going to help them bring in some other uh, viewers to Showtime as well. I think they will uh, they should clearly have their best uh, drawing event on Showtime with Fedor fighting there instead of on CBS like he did in November. Um, I think it'll be a gigantic disappointment for them if Fedor's next fight is not the biggest uh, drawing event in Showtime's MMA history. Um, I, I think it'll have to be seen as a, as a major, major uh, failure if they don't get more viewers onto this fight than any other that they've uh, put together. Um, as as they have, they just have to beat out uh, last summer's Cyborg versus uh, Carano fight, which um, you know it might be hard to do uh, with with Carano being the big star that she was heading into that fight, but. Uh, with, with Fedor fighting on this card, they, they should be able to bring in those viewers. Um, and with Chris Santos on the card, it, it should be um, an enjoyable event on June 26th. Uh, the event the week after that uh, continues to add fights to the card with UFC 116 uh, on July 3rd from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Jacob Volkman and Paul Kelly, two former welterweights that are now fighting in the lightweight division, will be facing off on the uh, undercard. Uh, as MMA Junkie reported today that... Uh, the, the two have agreed to about um, on the undercard of that event. Volkman is 1-2 and two in the UFC. He just picked up his first UFC victory at Fight Night 21, uh, defeating, defeating Hannes Torres by split decision uh, in his first fight at 155 pounds. Uh, he had lost his, two, uh, his first two fights in the welterweight division in the UFC after starting his career 9-0. and uh, Kelly, meanwhile, picked up perhaps his most impressive victory uh, with a submission over Matt Veach at UFC 112, um, and he's now 3-1 and one in the lightweight division. He's only got two losses in his career, and they're both in the UFC, so um, 
it should be a, an exciting fight. Uh, if Volkman loses, uh, he's, he's likely on his way out of the organization. Um, some big news for Saturday's uh, uh, UFC 113 card. Dana White confirmed today that the winner of the Josh Kostrak versus Paul Daly uh, co-main event is going to be fighting George St. Pierre for the welterweight title next. Um, Dana is, is, is uh, saying he's going to announce the Tough 12 coaches um, tomorrow at the Fight Club Q&A. So we'll have to see if he says it's the winner of this fight against GSP, as, as has been rumored, or if um, they'll go another direction for that. Uh, I'm almost expecting them to go another direction for that and have this fight come pretty soon, because if they're expecting to get Jake Shields in, um, Shields should be in line for a shot at GSP uh, fairly soon, because uh, coming in off the victory over Dan Henderson, uh, he, he's certainly got the resume to be the next challenger for the welterweight title. Um, but they'll probably put him in a, uh, another fight in the interim there. And whether they fight at middleweight or not, um, I, I think uh, it's a natural choice to have him go back down to welterweight and fight George St. Pierre uh, either later in the year or very early 2011. Um, but as for the title implications for Saturday's fight, uh, you know, it, it just took on a whole lot more significance with it being um, a confirmed number one contender fight for, for Koscheck and Daly. Um, I mean, you have to remember, in, in George St. last seven wins after losing his uh, um, title to Matt Sarah the first time around, Josh Koscheck is the only fighter to win a round against George St. Pierre. Granted, it was one round, he still lost a decision, um, and one of the judges gave all three rounds to uh, to GSP in that fight, but two of the judges gave uh, Kostrak a round. Still, um, Kostrak has some tools to compete with the top guys in, in the gym. Uh, he gets himself into trouble when he thinks that his, uh, his stand-up is better than it actually is, and uh, when he gets away from, you know, using his bread and butter and, and his uh, vastly superior wrestling that he has over a lot of people... Um, uh, clearly, that wasn't the case against St. Pierre, but uh, George St. Pierre is, is just the, the best wrestler in MMA, uh, and he wasn't even from a wrestling background. He's just uh, That's just the way that George St. Pierre's game is and, and how he competes. And um, But Josh Kostrak certainly has the tools to be uh, a major player uh, near the top of the division. And um, with everyone that's ranked above him already having had their shots, um, a win over Paul Daly certainly makes uh, Kostrak worthy of a title shot. Um, and uh, uh, if, conversely, if Paul Daly can pick up his fifth straight win and he's rolled through three straight fighters in the uh, UFC, uh, then you know he sets himself up to be an exciting challenger as well. Uh, this fight on Saturday is going to come down to whether or not Josh Kostrak decides to... Um, overplay his, his striking ability in his mind and try to uh, stand up with Paul Daly or whether he takes his fight to the ground like he should and, uh, and, and works his top game over Daly and, and finds a way to pull off a submission. Um, that's what he needs to do to win this fight, and I, I'm expecting him to do it, and uh, we'll see if he's able to do that. Um, oh, some quick news before I... Um, Go some quick picks for the rest of the card. Uh, Strike Force um, Heavy Artillery next uh, Saturday. The Kevin Randleman Hodger Gracie fight will um, 
place as Randleman has been cleared by the uh, commission to use his antibiotics that he has been prescribed for a uh, staph infection, and so he will be able to compete on the card. There was some uh, rumblings that he was going to be pulled from the event, uh, but he has been given permission by the commission for uh, his antibiotics beforehand, and so uh, he'll be good to go um, come fight night next Saturday. Um, the, uh, the card on Saturday from Montreal... Uh, we've got a lot of action on the card, um, and uh, it should be a really, really exciting return to Montreal for the UFC, uh, with a, a lot of Canadian fighters on the undercard and a couple on the main card, and uh, a, a very, very, very intriguing rematch between Leona Machida and Mauricio Shogunhua. Um, I, I'm very excited for this card. Uh, it has the potential to be one of the best cards uh, of the year thus far. Uh, and the potential for a lot of the fights to, to deliver. Um, there's the potential for underperforming in a lot of things, and, uh, you know, Kimbo Slice, Matt Mitrione, if it wasn't Kimbo Slice in the fight, it wouldn't be on uh, a main card on pay-per-view, and I'm interested to see how um, how Kimbo's uh, drawing power to uh, free television and cable television um, translates into pay-per-view buys, and whether he uh, his uh, being on this card uh, boosts up the buy rate at all, or if people are um, just excited enough about the light heavyweight title rematch to, to tune in. But before we get there, I'll uh, just run down some quick uh, uh, undercard predictions, and tomorrow I'll run down my, my main card predictions for the fight. But um, with Jason McDonald returning in the, in the opening bout against John Salter, uh, I've got McDonald's the more experienced fighter. He's uh, um, he's he's got twice as many UFC fights as Salter does overall, um, and and he's a very good submission fighter. I, I I like him to pick up another win and make it a triumphant return to the octagon here after a three fight win streak outside of the organization. So I've got McDonald by submission in the second round. Um, Mike Guyman is coming in against Yoshiyuki Yoshida. Um, and, uh, you know, Guyman is a, is a live dog in this. I, I've got him with the upset uh, by TKO in the second round over Yoshida because uh, Yoshida's shown himself to, to uh, not take punches very well, and he's been knocked out uh, twice in the UFC to Josh Kostrak and Anthony Johnson. Now, Guyman's not at uh, the level of those guys, but uh, the... He's he's a highly experienced fighter. Uh, his his um, career dates back to 1999. Uh, he's only fought you know 15 times over that that period, uh, and has had a very up and down um, career. But at 11, three and one, he, he's an impressive fighter, and uh, I, I've, I've got him to pull off the slight upset in this one. Um, Tim Hague makes a return to the UFC against Joey Beltron. Um, this one comes down to Beltran's conditioning, as it was terrible in his fight with uh, Hollis Gracie. Um, and uh, I, if the, the fight has ended early, I'm, I'd say Beltran wins it. Um, Hag takes a lot of unnecessary punishment and um, was put into a lot of trouble um, by uh, uh, Pat Berry before he turned that around and pulled off a submission, but he was also knocked out in seven seconds by Todd Duffy. Um, 
if Beltran can connect early and often, I, I think he can take the fight, but uh, I think Hagel will take this into the late rounds, and he'll finish Beltran off, a gas Beltran off in the third round by TKO. TJ Grant and Johnny Hendricks. Uh, uh, Hendricks is, is just too good right now, and uh, uh, I, I think a little bit too much for TJ Grant. Grant is an impressive fighter, but Hendricks is is a beast and uh, a, a two-time NCAA wrestling champion. Grant's not going to be able to get him to the ground and, and pull off a submission like he has many times in his career. Um, I think Hendricks can keep this one standing, and uh, uh, if he needs to take it to the ground, it'll be him in top position. And uh, uh, I like Hendricks in this one for a unanimous decision. Um, Marcus Davis and Jonathan Goulet. Uh, this, this is Davis's fight to lose, and he shouldn't. Uh, if he loses this fight, he deserves to be kicked out of the out of the UFC. Uh, I, I think he picks up a TKO in the second round to uh, um, kind of get back on track after the most brutal loss of his career uh, to Ben Saunders um, last year. Finally, Joe Dirksen, um, you know, longtime veteran of the sport, uh, make aces. coming back to the UFC because is is a late replacement fighter. Um, and he's a Canadian, so they're giving him a chance here. Uh, Tom Lawler was very impressive in his last fight with Aaron Simpson. Uh, he, he lost the last two rounds on uh, two of the judges' scorecards after a very impressive first round. I don't think he's going to let uh, uh, the same thing happen again. And despite Dirksen's uh, vast um, disparity in inexperience where he's fought in over 50 fights, to, and, and Lawler is not anywhere near that level. Um, Dirksen's only gone 1-5 in, in, in his six UFC appearances, and uh, despite a winning streak coming in, uh, I like Lawler to win this one. I'm taking a TKO in the first round. I think he'll come out impressive and uh, uh, look to showcase what he's been uh, working on since that Simpson loss. So um, We'll have even more and previews and predictions and everything tomorrow and uh we'll also be back with live coverage on saturday as always so uh, check back here with us and on tomorrow's uh, uh audio news brief i will go down my main card predictions as well so thanks for listening once again this is jamie Pennock signing off